This week's edition of the Detroit Bureau's Headlight News is brought to you by Toyota. Take your adventures further with the RAV4 Hybrid's advanced engine that produces an ample 219 combined net horsepower and has an EPA-estimated 40 combined MPG. A hybrid-exclusive XSE-grade pushes it further with its sport-tuned suspension and styling. Visit toyota.com rav4hybrid to find out more. This is the DetroitBureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein. Welcome. It was a busy week in the automotive world, and here are some of the big stories we've been covering on thedetroitbureau.com. Auto shows are back, and automakers made plenty of news in New York this past week, with an assortment of all new and updated models making their debut at the Jacob Javits Convention Center. The list included mid-cycle updates of the popular Hyundai Palisade and Kia Telluride SUVs, and Jeep introduced stretch versions of both its Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer models. Subaru unveiled the updated Outback, while Kia revealed a completely new version of the Nero. That Korean SUV will be offered in three different versions, including a hybrid, a plug-in, and an all-electric. Meanwhile, Genesis used the New York show to reveal its new electric vehicle, the Speedium Coupe. Battery electric vehicles were easier than ever to spot at this year's event. No surprise, considering dozens of new EVs will roll into U.S. showrooms before the end of the year. That includes production versions of the VF8 and VF9 SUVs being launched by Vietnamese startup VinFast. The automaker announced in New York it'll offer an unusual lease program on the batteries for those two all-electric SUVs. They'll replace the battery packs free if they lose too much charge. And speaking about range, Mercedes-Benz said its new EQXX concept completed more than 600 miles of driving from Stuttgart, Germany to the French Mediterranean coast on a single charge. And it still had nearly 100 miles left in its pack. While there are no plans to put the EQXX into production, technology developed for the concept vehicle will help extend the range of future Mercedes models. In case you still wonder whether EVs will catch on, consider this. When World Car jurors announced their picks in New York last week, electric vehicles captured five out of six awards. The Hyundai Ioniq 5 was itself named World Car of the Year, World EV, and World Car Design of the Year. Not all of the week's EV news came out of New York. Earlier in the week, Honda announced it will roll out 30 battery electric models by the end of the decade and will go 100% electric by 2040. Lincoln, meanwhile, revealed plans to introduce its first long-range battery electric vehicle this week. Set to debut on April 20th, it'll be a new SUV. Finally, new research comes as a warning to pedestrians. Examining federal data, the Governor's Highway Safety Association found that pedestrian fatalities rose 17% during the first half of 2021. The study blames speeding, distracted driving, and a general surge in dangerous driving behavior that began at the start of the pandemic. Nearly 3,500 American pedestrians were killed between January and June of last year, but federal data suggests that the overall traffic fatality rate is also on the rise. And those are the stories making headlines on thedetroitbureau.com. Now for the week's top story, here's Joe Sesney. Thank you, Paul. If you were still unconvinced of the growing importance of electric vehicles to the auto industry, the press preview of the New York International Auto Show should eliminate any doubts as EVs dominated the spotlight and the headlines. Amid the electric debuts from Chrysler, Nissan, and Toyota were two startups, Deus and Indy. Deus showed off its Vian all-electric hypercar, while Indy displayed its more mainstream model, the Indy One. 
Also on hand for the New York show was VinFast, the Vietnamese EV maker, which plans to open its first American dealership at the end of May. Genesis, Hyundai's luxury brand, used the show to once again tease us, this time with the stunning all-new electric concept car, the Genesis Expedium Coupe, at its flashy new Manhattan dealership, Genesis House, in the swanky meatpacking district. Plus, new surveys are showing more than half of American buyers are now willing to consider an EV. Finally, electric vehicles dominated the World Car Awards with Hyundai's battery electric Ionic 5 winning three, including World Car of the Year. Not only was it an EV that won, but they also comprised all of the finalists in five of six categories. The results followed the trend set by the North American Car, Truck, and Utility Awards handed out earlier this year, where EVs dominated the finals. That's the top story. Now let's go to Larry Prince, who has this week's review. Thanks, Joe. With the arrival of the i4, and particularly the iX EV, BMW finally dispels the funky weirdness of the i3, a vehicle that didn't seem like a serious competitor to anything. These new vehicles are far different, particularly the 2022 BMW iX xDrive 50, an EV that does its best to eliminate EV compromises. Its body shell employs a mix of carbon fiber reinforced plastic, high performance thermoplastics, high strength steel, and aluminum. They're all designed to save weight, while its gargantuan faux grills, like headlamps and numerous air intakes, lend it a cutting edge look. The same can be said of the interior masterfully negotiating the balance between minimalism and indulgence. A curved glass panel hovers above the dash shelf and houses the digital instrument cluster and infotainment touchscreen, which can also be controlled by a faceted glass controller surrounded by flush-mounted backlit buttons. Two AC motors, one on each axle, generate 516 horsepower and 564 pound-feet of torque, with the help of a 105-kilowatt lithium-ion battery pack. It has an EPA-estimated range of 324 miles and an 80% recharge time of less than 40 minutes. You'll find the 2022 BMW iX delivers the instant torque expected of an EV. Its precise throttle features regenerative braking effort that's adjustable. Used to its most aggressive setting, the BMW iX is very easy to drive with one foot. Throw in the front-rear torque vectoring and minimal but noticeable body lean, and you'll find this to be a fun way to waste some wattage. That said, you'll find that BMW provides enough suppleness for off-road ventures and pavement irregularities that make it a very easy bus to live with day-to-day. And that's this week's review. And now, Mike Strong will look at what's coming in the week ahead. Thanks, Larry. With the New York International Auto Show behind us, we move into earnings season, starting with Tesla. The company's earnings calls are almost always interesting, but this quarter's event should generate plenty of attention with the automaker's two new plants, Giga Berlin and Giga Texas, now churning out new Model Ys for Europe and the U.S. Plus, it's unlikely CEO Elon Musk will be able to avoid commenting on hot topics like making an affordable EV, his ongoing battle with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and of course, his push to take over social media giant Twitter, seemingly his favorite way to communicate. GM and Ford report their earnings April 26th and 27th, respectively. Stellantis comes home with its numbers May 5th. We'll also be keeping an eye on China, specifically how the country's automakers and suppliers begin to restart operations after the government-mandated shutdown due to COVID. It's just one of several factors that have contributed to parts and materials shortages plaguing U.S. automakers and depressing sales. 
More alarming is the fact that some automakers and analysts are suggesting it could happen again next month. On a brighter note, we'll be traveling to California to spend some time behind the wheel of Subaru's first-ever battery electric vehicle, the Solterra, which it developed in partnership with Toyota. Of course, we'll be monitoring other issues impacting the industry, such as the ongoing war in Ukraine and the state of gas prices. That's what we're tracking for the week ahead. Now let's go back to Larry for a look at this week in automotive history. Larry? Thanks, Mike. Time to take a road trip back into the self-propelled past with This Week in Automotive History. This week in 1916, former General Motors President Charles Nash establishes the Nash Motor Company in Kenosha, Wisconsin, having acquired the Thomas B. Jeffrey Company, manufacturer of the Rambler. Four decades later, in 1954, Nash merges with the Hudson Motor Car Company to become American Motors, which is acquired in 1987 by Chrysler Corporation. In 1927, the first Volvo rolls off the assembly line, with a name derived from the Latin word to roll. The first Volvo is dubbed the OV4 and is powered by a 28-horsepower 1.9-liter four-cylinder engine made it to a three-speed, non-synchromesh manual transmission. In 1944, Henry Ford II is named Executive Vice President of the Ford Motor Company. He is recalled to Ford from military duty after the death of his father, Edsel, in 1943 at the urging of the U.S. government. His ascension makes his future role as the head of Ford Motor Company inevitable. Speaking of Ford, in 1964, Ford introduces its newest car to the press, the 1964 Mustang. The official unveiling takes place three days later at the New York World's Fair. Ford sells 22000 in its first day, and the Mustang goes on to set an industry sale record during its first year, moving more than 418,000 units. In 1995, Kirk Kerkorian and former Chrysler chairman Lee Iacocca make an unsolicited $22.8 billion bid to buy the nation's third largest automaker. Chrysler responds that it isn't for sale, but not before disrupting the media days of the New York International Auto Show. And that's the road we've traveled this week in automotive history. For TheDetroitBureau.com, I'm Larry Prince. Thanks, Larry, and that's it for now. You've been listening to thedetroitbureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein.